Craft Beer Radio episode 149 on November 27th, 2009. Welcome to Craft Beer Radio, brewed with a unique triple hop process. I'm Greg Weiss. And I'm Jeff Bear. I'm spilling the water all over the table. This wasn't on your computer. This was not on my computer, no. And we have with us today a whole collection of chocolate coffee style dish type chocolate stuff. Chocolate and coffee, and sometimes both. Beers. 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 So let's... What do you think? Chocolates, then coffees, or it, it, mixed it, up? I, I would just say we just randomly pick and pick and pick. Randomly pick and pick and pick. Okay, so... Randomly pick does not mean pick, you know, pick the one. It means random, not like. Not not one. Okay, so. Give me a number between one and ten. That's not random. Give me a number between one and five. It's not random. No, it's not, but I'll make it random. Your number between one and five. Four. And I'll choose number three. Okay? So we'll add those together. That's seven. We'll divide by two. That's. Three and a half point five. So we'll take this one in the middle. <laughs> That's so <laughs> random. It's pseudo random. Not really. Okay, so this is uh, from Brewery Amagang in Cooperstown, New York, home of the Baseball Hall of Fame. This is Amagang Chocolate Indulgence. So I know they, they use cocoa powder in this. I'm trying to find out other stuff that they use here, and there's not a lot. But they also use natural flavor. <laughs> oh, well. I think most beer has natural flavor in it. I would hope. The We are using, by the way, tulip glasses. Uh, Chocolate Indulgence was first brewed for their 10th anniversary, which was in 2007. And the beer is dark. It is dark, 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 dark. There are dark highlights. In other words, it is black. It is... Yeah. Light is not penetrating this beer. The The head is not quite as tan as you might expect for a beer this dark. It's actually kind of more on the... I mean, it's a little bit tan, but it's, it's more on the whitest side than I might expect. But um, it's not much of a head anyway. In terms of alcohol by volume, this one is... Ah, uh, here we go. Seven percent alcohol by volume. Pearl hops. There we go. There's something. So I'd expect this to be a Belgian style beer. Now it's a black beer, so like you don't see too many Belgian style stouts, but there are a couple. There's um, Troubadour Obscura and uh, a couple of the American ones that are out now. So the aroma. I'm getting a little bit of cocoa powder. It's not horribly chocolatey in the aroma. What are you getting on the nose? Horribly chocolatey. <laughs> Tremendously. There's definitely uh, an aroma of Dutch powder, Dutch cocoa powder mixed with um, like either powdered sugar or something. I mean, there's like a there's a, there's a powdered sugar kind of aroma mm-hmm. coming off of it. There's a little earthiness, like Belgian character in the aroma too. It's it's a little, a little dusty or yeah, something. Yeah, a little dusty. A little dusty is a good way to put it. A little, a little cobwebby. A little bit like your attic. Now, for a beer called Chocolate Indulgence, I'm kind of surprised at how hoppy it is. Okay. It's got a significant amount of bitterness to it and uh, a pretty bright hop flavor, particularly on the sides. Um, something kind of in the, 
in the range between grassy and citrusy. Yeah, I'm getting a little bit of that. Uh, actually, it took me three sips to actually start tasting chocolate in this beer. You know, and you get past the stout or, or something, but now I'm actually getting some chocolate fav- flavor after a couple of sips. So it's, it's not a ton of chocolate in this one. You know, first sip or two, it's just a chocolate tea type stout or porter, right? It just kind of, that just tastes like that astringent chocolate flavor you get from the grains. But after a couple of sips, it starts to dial in and you start getting more creamy, more luscious chocolate flavor. It's weird because I'm not quite sure how to take it. You know, I, I was expecting a, a, a kind of liquid chocolate, mm-hmm. right? And that's not what I got. What I'm getting in the beer is a, a, a relatively hoppy stout with uh, chocolate notes, but pretty, but also bitter, um, like bitter orange uh, notes yeah. too. Okay, I'm getting the orange peel type bitterness yeah, pithy, for sure. Pithy orange stuff, and um, not like yeah, not really drenched in chocolate. Not really like. Here I am uh, swimming in Godiva. It's mm-hmm. so chocolate indulgence. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it's you know. Don't get hung up on the name. Let's just talk about the beer that's in the bottle. Okay, but, I, but you cannot you cannot separate. And we've mentioned this many times. Well, you, you can't separate that from from what sure. from what your you know from your expectations. Okay. From what you're tasting. So, so let's just not dwell on the name. How about that? Fine. No, so they, they do say real Belgian chocolate in here. And chocolate malts. And they have a quote from Charles Dickens. Okay. So uh, in general, I dig the beer. It, it's it's a nice, smooth drinking beer. Uh, it's not... I was trying to search the flavor for, like, where's the Belgian character? And I might have got a little bit that was blended in with the... The citrus type flavor that Greg was mentioning, the citrusiness, but it really wasn't that prominent. I would say the biggest thing that leads me to think that has Belgian character is that the astringency of the the roasted grains is lessened, and I think when you do a Belgian yeast on a stout, you kind of notice that. Uh, the, the more the more I drink of it, the, the more so the, the chocolate, like you said, is coming mm-hmm. through, um, but. This is, I think, a, a beer that, um, if you really want to engage in chocolate indulgence, you will have this over the period of, let's say, an entire night. This is not mm-hmm. a, 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 you know, down it or anything like that. Well, for the price tag, it's not one you chug either. Yeah. 60, it cost me 16 bucks for that. It was a seven fifty. Mm-hmm. That's Pennsylvania prices. I'm sure many other yeah, states so like, are cheaper. As we said in another show in North Carolina, that'd probably be four bucks. <laughs> Maybe not that cheap. Maybe but. not that cheap. <laughs> but interesting, I am hesitant to to say exactly how good it is until we compare it to some of the other right. chocolate beers. So let's. Uh, but we did did finish it. You know, we certainly didn't pour it out or anything. So let's go on to our next beer. The interesting thing about doing a show tonight is to see if we can come up with enough vocabulary to to dis- not so we're not describing all these beers the same, right? Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's chocolatey chocolate. and tastes like coffee. This is from Arcadia. This Arcadia ale is called Coco Loco. It is 7% alcohol by volume, another 7%er. 39 IBUs. 
It won the uh, Best in Show in 2008 in the World Expo of Beer. It is a combination of three different chocolate malts, cocoa nibs, and 63% cacao bittersweet chocolate. And also has lactose. There you go. I didn't realize it had lactose in it. It does, all right. Because that's kind of... I was smelling something in the nose, which is a little bit milky, right? I I hesitate to say sour milk because it's not really sour milk, but it's definitely, you know, that milky aroma. And I was thinking, is this beer spoiled? But as soon as you said lactose, I'm like, oh, it fits now. It Mm -hmm. it doesn't, you know, really come across as spoiled. Once again, another completely dark beer. Yeah, well, the lactose in the, in the beer, you know, that is a very opaque uh, sugar that's not fermentable, and it just kind of dissolves in there and takes out all kind of transparency. So I wouldn't expect it to be much color. And I'm sure chocolate dissolved in the beer has something Helps. to do with the yeah, opac- yeah. opacity of it as well. Smelling uh, more chocolate, smelling a bit of, of the um, of that carbon dioxide uh tang to it you know a little slight slight acidity there i'm not really getting that because i mean comparing it to the last one or you know calibration wise the last one was a belgian beer very lots of carbonation compared to this one this one is a low level a lot more chocolate in the nose on this one and definitely getting that more sweet um what is it what kind of chocolate does it smell like like a chocolate liqueur i guess and this this was a 63 percent, which is pretty bitter chocolate uh, but it does smell sweeter, more like a milk chocolate. Well, I guess mm-hmm. the lactose has something to do with that. Yeah, I mean, it, it's hard when I, when I said sweeter, and now when you said milk chocolate, I don't want to infer it's like Hershey's, right? Because mm-hmm. it's not that sweet. It's 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 that's why I tried to kind of level it with chocolate liqueur. It kind of kind of comes across. It's a little more less sweet, but more chocolate essence to it than chocolate powder. Well, and not right. as sweet as you know, milk chocolate. Aromas are hard to pick out in these beers, I think, mm-hmm. particularly. So let's try to go with our tongues and sure. see if we can get a little bit more. No, I've, been, I've already had two sips of my oh, beer. Oh, okay. Slowpoke. Oh. See, as opposed to the Amiang, this one I'm really tasting more of the malty uh, factor here. Okay. Uh, I'm tasting kind of a, a flavor kind of reminiscent of, of hala. Hala is a... Uh, Type of bread is it's a it's eggy okay. bread. Okay. Um, it's uh, primarily uh, uh, used um, in, in Jewish festivals, but you can still get it every, everywhere. Right. It's a it's an eggy Swedish bread, but it's like a toasted challah. So um, you know, so it t- with the egg and stuff like that, with the sweetness, it toasts up and it gives you a little mm-hmm. bit more um, melanoidins and gotcha. stuff like that. So now, the label says this beer has molasses in it, and I think I'm tasting. You know, molasses type fermentation. You know, it has some leftover um, flavors of like a blackstrap. Either it's just imprinted on my perception of this beer, or I was actually tasting it. But there's something there I was trying to get at, and I'm like, "What is that?" I'm like, "Oh, molasses. That makes more sense." This beer is like helping me along, right? I thought it smelled weird until you said it was molasses, or until you said it was lactose, and I couldn't place a certain flavor until I read molasses. So it's like my training wheels. So is the label. <laughs> This is the Arcadia Ales Coco Loco. There's definitely the the, the lactose twinge, which uh, 
you know, the best way I can describe it is after you drink like some whole milk, you get a little bit of a of a milky aftertaste, and you mix that in with the, some of the chocolateish, chocolatey taste here, and you, mm-hmm. you know, that's there. So it's it's a little bit of that aftertaste of 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 whole milk is coming through on that. One thing I noticed is that I worked out a lot of carbonation, and the chocolate sticks on my tongue better. Sits on my tongue, I'm able to taste it. Um, it seems like the CO two will lift the chocolate off your tongue pretty quickly. So, after we get through them, I'm going to go back to the chocolate indulgence and work out a whole bunch of carbonation on that one and see if it tastes more chocolatey. All right. Well, that's up to you. I am going to do it. That's a Jeff Bear guarantee. Ding. (laughs) I dug that. I like that beer. It wasn't the godfather of all things chocolatey, but I like that beer. Yeah. I still haven't... I want to do... These two side by side, right? Because this one is this beer with chocolate with coffee in it. So okay, so let's do them. Oh, you want to do them now? Okay. Why not? All right. Well, that'll work out nicely because that'll be in all three chocolate beers and then all three coffee beers. There you go. All right. So the next beer we're doing is one of my favorite seasonals of the year. I bought a case of it this past year and split it with Sick Puppy, so I got a good deal on six bottles of it. And this is the Southern Tier Imperial Chocolate Stout. Otherwise known as chocolate, or chocolate, or C H O K L A T, chocolate. Nine point one percent alcohol by volume. One hundred ninety-five degrees L, Lavabon. That's the color. Lavabon. Almost black. Imperial chocolate stout, twenty-two ounces. Two-row barley, caramel, sixty malt, barley flakes, chocolate malt, bittersweet Belgian chocolate. Kettled with Chinook and Will Abbott. <laughs> Jeff's a happy boy. That smells like chocolate. That smells like... It doesn't smell like beer, right? Yeah. It doesn't. It smells like you're drinking some kind of chocolate... Drink. Yeah, yeah. Like, not really hot cocoa, but just this really chocolatey drink. Or maybe it smells like you're over a vat of molten chocolate. Well, I mean, it may, it, they, they try to pattern it after uh, Chocolate, which is the um, the Mayan oh. chocolate re- beverage. Okay. Really? Mm-hmm. That explains the little uh, Indian guy on the back. Now, obviously, they made it you know, into a, a, a drinkable you know, and, and that's, enjoyable. That's, that's interesting if they patterned it after that, because did you get to try Theo Brahma when we were yes, down at Saver? yeah. So that's this dogfish beer that's made with chocolate. Right. Or with cocoa. Not chocolatey. No. Not chocolatey at all. I Someone, one of the uh, volunteers at Saver gave me an open bottle to let me try it. And I thought he was screwing with me because when I tasted it, I'm like, wait, this this isn't the chocolate beer. What the hell? But um, it was. And I need to try it again because it was... Late into the saver session, lots you, of stuff on my palate. No, but. I mean I, I, we had it during the very first session there at Saver, and because I was in that, um, okay, in the else around the world thing that he did. Yeah, the, I didn't uh, have it till much the, later. The what you call the uh, the the saison, the, um, whatever it was. Anyway, so that one is patterned after the same drink, right? Well, I, you know, I don't know whether it's necessarily patterned okay. after that, but this is inspired by. Inspired by, yeah. Okay. It's spelled X O C O A T L, pronounced chocolate. Yeah, right. 
I would say that this is inspired by that, but patterned after, you know, Belgium. You know, that is a deep chocolate flavor. If you were looking for some sort of chocolatey syrup type thing, there it is. There's your. Yeah, this is 100% dessert beer. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> very, very tasty. Very sweet, I warn you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so don't, don't go into here expecting a pretty balanced beer. This is pretty, this is pretty sweet. Even though they do, you know, Chinook and Willamette, those are not exactly uh, small alpha hops. But they, um, the, the, the sweetness of the chocolate really does a number on it. Mm-hmm. And it's something that, well, man, it would pair well with fruit. Be nice to have a little something um, to absorb some of the extra flavors, like, say, uh, like a little strawberry shortcake, you know, a little bit of a, of a pound cake mm-hmm. type thing. Oh, pound cake? Uh, you know. Donuts? Mm-hmm. Like fresh Krispy Kremes sure, in this? Sure, sure. Oh. <laughs> the circles of regret. Yeah, you can weep for your for your heart and your cholesterol after you've had this meal, but while you're having it, you're going to really enjoy it. Uh, th- this is kind of the essence of chocolate coming out in the beer. This is really what what I was expecting coming in. You know, it was big, 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 deep chocolate. Uh, and this is this there's is no question about what this is the one that has it. <laughs> this is the champion. I love this beer and. I've had it a bunch, but it's been a while. And having tonight, it's like having it for the first time all over again. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh, it doesn't disappoint. It lives up to those expectations that I have stored up. 9.1% alcohol by volume. Hides it, I think, pretty well. Oh, yeah. It's sneaky. It's a sneaky beer. Don't really taste uh, much in the way of burning. I think the sweetness of the chocolate really helps to, to eliminate mm-hmm. that. I'm very curious as to what coffee will add to this. I'm ready to go on to Mocha, which is the 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 Southern Tier. Same beer, but they added coffee yeah, to it. Don't pour as much for me this time. Sure, very limited release on this one. Well, more limited than Chocolat. So that was Chocolat by Southern Tier. Southern Tier is in New York, by the way. This one is Mocha, which is uh, brewed with chocolate and coffee. Ten point nine percent alcohol by volume. Two hundred twenty one degrees lava, lava bond. So even darker? Yeah. You're not going to notice the difference in a glass, but if you had like a little sample jar or something really narrow, you'd probably notice. 27 degrees Play-Doh. Is that how much you want? Yeah, that's good. Two-row pale malt, two-row barley, caramel, chocolate, and black malt, roasted barley, barley flakes, Jamaican roasted coffee, bittersweet Belgian chocolate, Chinook, Willamette, Cascade, and Columbus hops. So replace that all-encompassing chocolate with big coffee in there, in the aroma. You know, it's weird here. Well, they say 10.9, I guess it wasn't, it wasn't that off. 10.9 here, they say 11 on the bottle. Uh, there was a thing on Beer Advocate recently, I think we talked about it last week, didn't we, where they changed all their alcohols and the guy was complaining yeah. that they all went down from the previous yeah, rotations. Right. <laughs> That was the Southern Tier Brewery, so... <laughs> oh, that's, uh, there you go. And the guy, yeah, the guy was complaining. Unfortunately, they all went down alcohol. So these two are also, we should mention, part of their Blackwater series. Right, right. Uh, 
Well, they're like they're part of two different series, right? So there's the Blackwater series, which they started first, and they're all dark beers. Remember, is we went to the Rivertown mm-hmm. in Verona to yep. get Blackwater number one. The is the Imperial Stout is. And uh, it was a draft-only thing. We went up there to get it because it was like, I think it was the only place in town that got it. It was really good Imperial Stout. I took like two growlers home. Right. And Bob and I were sitting out back drinking it, and he got way <laughs> shit-faced at the, that night. But but anyway, so they have the Blackwater series, and the chocolate and the mocha are part of Blackwater series. But then they also have the Imperial series. You know, a Gemini and Hoppy. Remember those beers? Yes. Which all have the same kind of label artwork here. So those are all the Imperial Mocha. Like, you know, like the label, when you glance at it, it says chocolate. But if you look at it more closely, it says Imperial Chocolate Stout. Mm-hmm. And this one says Imperial Mocha. That's all it just says. And there's Imperial Hoppy and Imperial now we Gemini. Point out Mocha is spelled here M O K A H. They have a th- thing where they like to put K's in there. It's a play off the chocolate, I think. I mean, I kind of inherited the K. Now, why they spell chocolate this way is probably a French slash Belgian type influence, right? I, I don't know. I think it's just like K's. You know how K yeah. sounds are funny, you know? <laughs> right. So I've smelled this enough. Um, well, drink it then. It smells like coffee, and I still don't know coffee well enough to tell you what kind of coffee. Well, this is Jamaican roasted coffee. I think there is a little bit of chocolate in the aroma, but... Nothing like the chocolate, the first, beer, the previous beer. There's chocolate in the flavor, though. Chocolate mm-hmm. and coffee. Pretty good balance of the two. It's a lot more complex, right? Than than the chocolate. The chocolate's just a sweet, you know, uh, sweet candy type drink. Right. This one with the coffee, it's there's a lot more bitterness to it from the coffee, and the coffee and the chocolate. They they do this little dance. Where you get a note from the chocolate, then you get a note from the coffee, and a note from the chocolate, a note from the coffee, and it just goes back and forth. And uh, and, and the chocolate is pretty strong. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you know, in this one, it's not like most coffee beers, where the coffee kind of tends to overwhelm a little bit the co- the chocolate, and chocolate plays a, a, a harmony note instead of a, a primary note. This one, uh, the chocolate is very much. You know, on the same key as as the coffee, and so they're really competing. And it, that's generally, if you tried to mix the two, the coffee would win out. You know, the coffee just has that more robust, you know, push to the front flavor, and they did a really good job with a really difficult balance on this beer. I think I'm not entirely certain that I agree. Okay, I think that chocolate plays. Uh, a secondary role to coffee in most cases for a good reason. The the coffee stringency and additional uh, complexity that comes with not to say that chocolate is not a complex flavor, but chocolate is uh, really a composition of a whole bunch of different other flavors mm-hmm. combined together, principally vanilla and other stuff. Mm-hmm. Whereas coffee uh, has its own uh, its own profile, which is uh, can be manipulated in, in in a whole bunch of different ways. I think that the the coffee profile tends to it tends to when it's louder, it tends to have the chocolate accentuate it rather than try to compete and overwhelm with it, and that helps. But in this case, they're really battling each other face to face. And 
the chocolate is kind of overwhelming to me. The coffee, be, the the coffee becomes, the coffee doesn't get to express itself as much because the chocolate is more, more one note as opposed to 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 a more chord, like the mm-hmm. like the coffee can be. Not the chocolate itself is is necessarily one note, but I feel in this formulation, it's not working out as as well as they may have intended. I'm enjoying the balance. I think it works out well um, because I've had way too many coffee beers where the only thing I can taste is coffee, and that I feel that the the chocolate is keeping pace with it. I think it works well. I don't think the chocolate's stomping on the coffee, but it, I mean it is potent, so I could see why you're saying that. I, mean, I really like coffee beers a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, more than I like chocolate beers, I like coffee beers. Well, you're and in for a roll now because the next two beers don't have a chocolate. <laughs> I, I just think that the the chocolate in chocolate was great. The chocolate mm-hmm. com- with the coffee here is a little bit too much in the mocha, in my opinion. But I mean, it's tough to say. I like them both, but if I, you know, spending twelve dollars on one of those, mm-hmm. I would buy the chocolate instead of the mocha. Oh yeah, mocha is harder to get. All right, next beer. This is a beer sent in from listener Bill from Texas. Thank you, listener Bill. Oh no, listener Bill. This is from the Real Ale Brewing Company. So, in case you're wondering, it is real. <laughs> I'm sure our British listeners and members of Camera have an issue with this brewery called themselves the Real Ale Brewing Company, but... Aside from those nuances of the name, it is from Blanco, Texas, and this is the beer with the imaginative name Coffee Porter. Coffee Porter. Now, from what I can tell on their website, which is an older site, um, the copyright on this page is 2003 to 2006, so probably this needs to be updated. They're busy making beer. They don't care about their website so much. This this was once a uh, drought only. Uh, it is no drought. longer a drought. Only. D-R-A-U-G-H-T is pronounced draft. Trust Why? Because it is. English it's is such a, a fucking thing. crazy language. English is such a crazy language. Alcohol by volume, 5.6%. IBUs, 40. Original gravity, 14. Play-Doh. All right, so... This he, is uh, the least dark beer of the night. It, it's <laughs> it's still crazy dark, but there's the yeah, little red highlight down right. on the bottom of the glass. So, you know, it's around a 23.5 on the SRM scale. Uh, <laughs> 24 being the maximum darkness. It, it, it's got like a slight redness to it, and like I can see my finger slightly through the very tip of it. So I'm going to drink some water now because following those last two beers... You know, those are some lofty expectations, some big flavors. So I'm going to try to cleanse the palate here before we go to the, this beer. And now I think my nose is screwing with me because I smell this beer. I don't so much smell coffee, but rather chocolate. <laughs> well, this is a organic barley, organic fair trade coffee from Cat's Coffee Roasters. This is, again, the real ale brewing company's coffee porter. From Blanco, Texas. And um, to to marketing speak you to death, savor the subtle coffee flavor of this irresistible ale. Oh, I can't resist, Greg. 
I can't resist. My muscles aren't following my brain. Irresistible. I'm going to drink it. I can't help myself. Best if consumed by December 29th, 2009. Bill sent us fresh beer. We're in the zone. Yep. Blanco, Texas. Did you mention Blanco? Three times already. We're good. You got it covered. Real Ale Brewing (laughs) Company. Coffee Porter from Blanco, Texas. Real Ale Brewing Company. It's a porter brew with coffee. (laughs) (laughs) Says that right on the label. Otherwise known as the Coffee Porter. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we're starting to get silly. As you can tell, those Southern Tier beers had a, a bit of alcohol in them. Uh, this one's a lot of carbonation in it compared to the other ones. A lot. Yeah. And, and maybe it's the carbonation scrubbing my tongue, but again, it was. I really had to concentrate to find the flavor in this one after those monster chocolate beers. You know, another thing is that at 5 or 6%, at 5 or 6 alcohol by volume, it doesn't have the. I mean, it, it's, it, it'd be very, very hard to get the same kind of mouthfeel that these mm-hmm. 7 to 9 to 10% beers were getting. Let the so, record show. I was going to drink this beer first, but Greg insisted on a random. I did. Yes. No, it's true. And, and I just I, I want to point that out while we're drinking the beer so we can take that mm-hmm. into context. Sure. I mean, after a sip or two, we're, I'm starting to get down calibrated into the tier that this beer mm-hmm. works, right? And I mean I'm not saying that you have this is drinking down. Right. But compared to the last couple beers. So this is not the southern tier, this is a different tier. Yes. This is this, <laughs> this is, is the, the real the, ale brewing company from Blanco, Texas. This Coffee is the back, back to worldly beers instead of heavenly. I was taking a couple sips in a row trying to get calibrated, but I'm gonna have to stick with it. It's it's a pretty mild Coffee flavor in this beer. You got the porter. The smell is great. Yeah, it's pretty. It good. smells fantastic. It tastes good too, but it, it, it's just it, not it, big. And I, I don't, don't want to mean that it needs to be big. But no matter how much I might try, my tongue is burned out right now. And if it's not big, it's going to be hard to taste. It smells like um, uh, uh, cocoa pebbles. It smells like. See, I, I told you first thing is I smell coffee or chocolate, not coffee. And you you pull out the cocoa pebbles. And yes, we did rinse our glasses after the mm-hmm, last beers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it smells like that um that that nice uh breakfasty chocolate stuff that you get from from the you know horrible cereals that, that kids love that right. y- you shouldn't like but you do anyway. It tastes a little uh, thin just compared to the other beers, but it's it's a pretty it's an enjoyable beer. Yeah, I, I, that's the thing. I'm, I'm enjoying drinking this. I like what I'm tasting, but I'm having trouble figuring out what I'm tasting. It, it's just porter with a slight touch of coffee. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not hoppy. There's not much bitterness to it. It's it's really smooth. The complexity of the coffee isn't quite there either. It doesn't. Yeah. Uh, at least I'm not really yeah. tasting. Yeah. You know the the dimensions. There's no astringency on the beer, so that's why it's an easy drinker. Right, mm-hmm. it just goes right down. It's creamy. Well, creamy is not the right word, but anti-astringency. So it just kind of slides right down your throat, and there's no prickliness. It's kind of like no no bite to it. What happens if if astringency and anti-astringency meet? They self-annihilate into deliciousness. <laughs> <laughs> to umami, it's umami. 
watching Iron Chef the other night, and there was a Kiko Man commercial all about umami. Have you mm-hmm. seen that one? Well, soy sauce is kind of the uh, the essence yeah. Yeah. of umami. Soy sauce, or or really, uh, the real essence of umami is is glutamate. Yeah. Umami is a glutamate receptor. Mm-hmm. So, um, MSG, right, right, big time. And do you know Iron Chef is sponsored by Cinnamon Toast Crunch, among other things. <laughs> what? <laughs> hey, some chef. I don't know. Hey, it is. Iron Chef sponsored by Pop Tarts. <laughs> Must might as well. I like that. I did like it. It just wasn't one we could talk a lot about, but everything we tasted tasted good. Mm-hmm. It was just a very mild beer compared to the yeah. monsters that we yeah. had. So we have one left. We do. This is, I believe, this is the beer known as Wake and Bake from Terrapin, but the label doesn't say Wake and Bake. It just says Coffee Oatmeal Imperial Stout. It's, uh, you know, yeah, it, and that's what, this is Wake and Bake, even though, you know, in the picture here you'll see, it does not have Wake and Bake on the label, so, right. but it is their Wake and Bake Coffee Oatmeal Imperial Stout, 8.6% alcohol volume, please don't give me a lot of this one, uh, 50, 50 IBUs, 20.0. Oh, that's, that, that one poured, like, syrup, <laughs> really <laughs> thick. Original gravity of 20. Uh, 20.8 degrees Play-Doh, two-row pale malt, flaked oats, flaked barley, chocolate malt, black malt, and roasted barley, hopped with Chinook and Northern Brewer. And the coffee is a premium blend of Costa Rican, Guatemalan, and Zimbabwean coffees. And here's some awards that it has won. The coffee's from Jittery Joe's Coffee. It's a That's a roaster. 2008 Australian International Beer, Beer Awards won silver. Uh, 2008 The Bros A Outstanding Overall A minus excellent. I don't know what that means. Uh, first the place Bros. W- I think that's the Austrian Brothers, right? The first place winner at the Atlanta Cask Ale Tasting in 2005, and the People's Choice winner in 2006. Uh, they are in Atlanta, so that would explain why. Uh, winning recipe in 2008, Wake and Bake, off from the Dean Graves they have here is a Wake and Bake Chocolate Coconut Dessert Bars. All right. Stick your nose down in that glass. Let me know what you smell. Cayenne pepper. That's, that's interesting that you went that way. But, I mean, it's ridiculously huge coffee nose on this thing, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that's the first thing. Yeah. But if you dig and dig and look at some layers, you're not wrong with the cayenne pepper. That's certainly in there. That's that's good pick. I, w- I just was kind of setting you up to say, holy cow, it's coffee. But you took it a different direction. That's mm-hmm. okay. That's why I love you. So, I, I haven't had Wake and Bake in a while, but the Left Hand and Terrapin Collaboration Beer Depth Charge is out and around right now. I had it, you know, I was in our dorm a couple weeks ago. Actually, I had it in at Mad Max, uh, you know, like last week or the week before. And that is this beer blended with, well, not blended, it's the elements of this beer in the elements of left hand milk stout put together so they did a collaboration called depth charge it's part of the uh, the midnight project uh, little little brewery information here terrapin does two 
series is, you know, like how Southern Tier has the Imperial series and the Blackwater series. Sure. Terrapin has the Side Project series, and they also have the Midnight Project series. The Side Project series is a Terrapin series where they just do one-off beers from the brewers. Do you remember Gamma Ray? That, um, yes. That very, was that, was that the wheat wine? Or was that just the Belgian Golden? I can't remember I'm right now. I'm pretty sure it was a wheat wine. So they did Gamma Ray, and they did uh, Dos Cocos, and a couple other beers on the, the side project. And then the Midnight Project is uh, the collaboration between Terrapin and Left Hand. Left Hand is in Logmon, Colorado, and Terrapin's in Athens, Georgia. It's one of those collaboration things that you know just about everyone's doing these days, but they, <laughs> collaborations tend to equal pretty good beer. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the first one they did, they did out in Colorado, and it was a... Um, Roush beer, and then the second one was the Depth Charge, the the coffee milk stout, coffee milk oatmeal stout. Pretty good beer. It's called the Midnight Project because they basically thought it up late one night after midnight when they were you know the people from both breweries were drinking together and like hey let's do a collaboration so <laughs> so the Midnight Project, which is you know a take on side project. Definitely taste the coffee in this one. And uh, the oatmeal contributes that sliminess. Mm-hmm. Or silkiness. Or... I, I don't know how, how else to, to to say it except for either um, slimy or or s- s- slushy, you know, cornstarchy. Slimy. It's, 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 it's plain old slimy. And it works for me. I'm get, I've really come around to the oatmeal. The, the whole slimy thing. You know, I, I think I kind of started using that first because I wasn't a huge fan of oatmeal stouts. And I would say, you know, most people call it silky or creamy. I call it slimy. And Greg embraces the slimy. He uses it as a positive. I was using it as a negative. But I've really come around. I can't around. think of a better descriptor for right. it. Right. Well, I mean... Take it, make it your own. Exactly. I'm taking it back. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I've really turned the corner on oatmeal stouts, right? I used to think that the tinny, slimy character just didn't do it for me. And and as of last year or so, I've really turned the corner on oatmeal stouts. This is a good oatmeal stout. It's, um... The the nose is like straight coffee on the aroma. Mm -hmm. I mean, by far the biggest coffee aroma of the night out of the three coffee beers. Oh, I should have cruised down the East End and got their coffee mm. porter. We've had enough tonight, I think. Yeah. It's a six-beer night. Six-beer night. Are you up for doing some um, rankings? Rankings? Uh, I'll twist my arm. All right. Ow! Okay. okay. Uh, so I, I guess Chocolat just has to win as number one. I mean, it was just, it was such a, it was so much what I wanted out of a chocolate beer. You know, it's, it's that big, deep chocolate stuff. Again, I would caution against you, if you are not expecting something sweet, <laughs> then you're going to be surprised. Uh, if you want to have something along with it, make sure you get something that is not particularly sweet. At least has some sort of sourness or some kind of breadiness mm-hmm. to counteract some of that sweetness. Uh, you know what? I'm I'm going to say that this real ale is going to come next. Really? Yeah. Awesome. I, I uh, you know it, it it doesn't have the same kind of 
body as the other ones had. They were just a really enjoyably enjoyable drinker and, and you know, a, a good coffee beer without being overwhelming in any sense. Even though, like I said, I, I like it when the coffee is complex and the coffee wasn't necessarily very complex here. But we had a lot of beers also here to, to kind of screw with our palate. So I don't know whether that was necessarily true. But it was a very, very good drinker. I'd love to try to get on a clean palate, wouldn't yeah. you? Mm-hmm. Very good drinker. Next, I will probably go with the uh, the Wake and Bake. It just had all the things that are very good that you enjoy about this kind of mm-hmm. beer. Uh, tasty, yummy, et cetera, et cetera. It was a good integration of coffee, yeah. I'd say. Mm-hmm. Uh, Arcadia's Coco Loco. Give me some of that uh, lactose in there. Worked out pretty well with the beer. It, it uh, helped to stabilize some of those flavors, I think. Um, the next two were hard. I'm not sure which one I liked less. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, there's really no... Maybe it's a hard luck loser, but there's really no bad beers in this. There was no all good bad beers. beers, but one of the, but these two were clearly the ones that were separated from the pack, as far as I was concerned. Okay, and I guess I'm going to go with chocolate indulgence as my number five. Okay, um, I don't think it lived up to its name, but it was. Uh, you know, but I think that you know, if you have this over the course of like one night yourself, it'd probably be pretty enjoyable, uh, a very enjoyable beer. And then the the mocha from Southern Tier, it just the chocolate overwhelmed the coffee, and that did not work for my palate. Mostly agree with you. A uh, couple comments on where I don't the the for, of course chocolate. Like I said earlier, it's one of my favorite seasonals when it comes right. out. I love that beer, and it lived up to expectations tonight, which was made me happy because you you always wonder if you've overinflated a certain beer, right? Uh-huh. Especially when you like so much. And when that one met my expectations tonight, I was like, awesome. I'm gonna put. I'm gonna do a little switch up here. I'm gonna put the uh, the wake and bake number two. Okay. Uh, good contrast to the chocolate, where the chocolate was coffee or chocolate was chocolate done awesome. The Wake and Bake was coffee done awesome. I mean, it wasn't astringent. It was full-bodied. It was full-flavored. It was a really good integration of coffee into the beer. Number three, I'm going to do the Arcadia Ales. Um, it was another full-bodied, rich beer. And it's the one that had the uh, chocolate and milk, lactose and molasses. A little bit different flavor. That was the maltiest beer yeah. uh, of the night. And I swear I picked up some molasses uh, fermentation product in there. Um, good rich flavor, good dark flavor. I'm going to put the uh, the real ale, coffee porter, next. I wish we would have tasted it on a clean palate because it seemed really solid, but just mild in flavors. Mm-hmm. And I would have loved to appreciate some of the more nuances that were probably lost on us. I'm going to put the uh, the mocha fifth. I, I didn't hit it as hard as um, this Greg did. And, you know, you said the last two are split from the pack. I think the top five were in the main pack for me, mm-hmm. and the Chocolate Indulgence was trailing by a little bit. Not a bad beer. It doesn't live up to drinking in a chocolate show. 
You know, it's it's very, very, very subtle, mm-hmm. and it just doesn't live up to the show. But I did promise that I would really try to work out the carbonation to see if more chocolate sits on my tongue. So you did. So let me you didn't do give it. a time limit on when you were going to do that. I though. said before the end of the show. So here no, we go. Swirl, 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 swirl. He's swirling it up. Will it blend? All right. <laughs> All right so here we go. After these other beers, it, it barely tastes chocolatey at all. <laughs> um, that's okay. It's a good beer. It just... It should be, oh my gang, Belgian Stout or something. Mm-hmm. So again, I didn't want to dwell on the name. I'm not going to dwell on it. But if you're buying a beer that you want to be chocolate, then that one would leave you being slightly disappointed, I think. Mm-hmm. I agree. That was a fun show. Yeah. Very tasty show. Very expensive show. Let's see. 16 plus 12 plus 12 plus 5 plus 5 and free. And, you know, well, contributed by Bill. Right. Well, Bill, yeah, Bill gave us one. That's the free one. But um, three beers over 10 bucks on this one. Not complaining. Not complaining. I'm just saying. It's one of our more expensive shows. <laughs> At any rate, thank you very much for listening. We hope you have enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed uh, bringing it to you. And uh, tune us in next time for show 150. One, it's our... Uh, what, what is that one? It's the Septa... Uh, <laughs> we'll figure it out when we can. There is. It. It's a something centennial. It's yeah. a, you know, we'll figure it out, like you said, when we get there. And we'll be all smart and fancy about it. Yeah. Right now we're not. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Craft Beer Radio. If you have questions or comments, you can email us at beer at craftbeerradio.com. Craft Beer Radio is released under the Creative Commons license. Visit craftbeerradio.com for more information. The opening and closing music is Last Hurrah from the band The Lights Out. You can listen to more of their music at their website, thelightsout.com. Some people get a longer fuse. People's shoulders are big enough to the abuse But they never say what you can't hear But when they go, they're gone for good Now it's no use Consider this your last offense Consider this your last Let's not start sucking each other's d- quite <laughs> That'll have to be the excerpt after the uh, the closing <laughs> music, right? <laughs> <laughs>